0: Salutations, listeners. Sivalas Valeo, Valamagulas, Nano Nanu. Thank you for tuning in. This is Three Men and a Basement, and we are the Ultra Crepidarians. My name is Colin McLeod.
1: Mark Colpia, Timothy Magic.
0: In this podcast, we review movies and deliver to you, the listener, an average schmuck's opinion about hidden gems in the wide world of cinema. In this show, we try to target movies that are not blockbuster smashes. Uh, They're also not so obscure that you couldn't get your hands on a copy if you wanted to. But instead, we try to aim for that delightful sweet spot of movies uh, that are right in the middle of those two. Uh, We try to aim for films that are, in our experience, too many people haven't seen, or maybe have only heard of, or ones that uh, you may have seen but uh, forgot about and they probably deserve another watch. Uh, We review these movies and then we deliver to you, the listener, our take on what they are, what we liked, what we didn't, and whether it's worth your time to go find it and watch it. So, in this episode, we reviewed Evolution. Boys, initial thoughts on Evolution.
1: It's been since it came out. It's been close to 20 years since I've seen this uh, movie. I can't remember if we got it from Blockbuster back when that was a thing. I remember never seeing it in theaters. Uh, but yeah, uh, fun trip down memory lane.
0: Mark, this has been a, mi- a minute for you as well.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I I uh, I could probably count on one hand the, uh, the, the, the times I've seen this movie. I love it. Um, I know we were talking earlier. I have a sweet spot for the sci-fi comedy And, um, yeah, I, I can't get enough of this movie, so I'm biased.
0: I also really dig this movie. Um, I've seen this movie just an absolutely, like, shameful amount of times. Um, I have a tendency to put something in my DVD player and then keep it in there for extended periods of time, especially while I go to bed. And this movie had a pretty healthy stint in my DVD player for, um, a number of years, so, uh, <laughs> A number of years, I say, several, every, several rotations throughout those years. Every Bastille Day, I just popped
1: on <laughs> Evolution. It was just great. <laughs> it,
0: it is a Bastille Day special. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, to kind of bring you around to what we're talking about, Evolution is a 2001 film. Uh, this is sort of the IMDb uh, elevator version of the film. 2001 film, It is a. Uh, it's, a it's got it as comedy sci-fi. Gents, do you, do you sort of uh, agree with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh,
1: wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, about, about two two hours long. Um, the description that we've got going on IMDb: A firefighting cadet, two college professors, and a geeky but sexy government scientist <laughs> work against an alien organism that has been rapidly evolving since its arrival on Earth inside a meteor. Uh, how do we feel about that? Do we feel like that wraps it up pretty well? Like from an IMDb, from like a, a ten cent version?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think that gets it yeah. yeah
0: it actually like i it's surprising that it actually even brings in some of the characters which i think is just kind of neat yeah, yeah. um all right directed by ivan reitman uh, uh i don't recognize that name um but some of you out there in cyberspace may may know some of ivan's other works um more more to the point uh the stars of this movie we've got david Duchovny.
1: The truth uh, is out there. The
0: truth is out there, mm-hmm. and and what Tim is getting at here is that if you haven't seen The X-Files...
2: What's The X-Files?
0: Stop this podcast and go watch The X-Files, because <laughs> yeah. The X-Files is, is
1: a delight. It's uh, tabs I keep on all the women in my life. Um, you know what, <laughs> they're do- what they're doing now, who they're seeing. S- yeah. Some people have what a black book. <laughs> Tim's got The X-Files. I got The X-Files. I like yeah. that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Catalog it. Uh, yeah, Dave, you're in there, too. Don't worry, uh, I've
2: forgotten.
0: David Duchovny, <laughs> Californication, he's in that, right? Sure. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You no,
2: know, this movie has a smorgasbord of big, of big names now. I mean, David Duchovny, Julianne Moore, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott. Um,
0: so, and- so Julianne Moore. I mean, hmm. you've got Boogie Nights. You've got uh, uh, Jurassic World. Mhm. Mhm. Um, what else we got? Julianne Moore from
1: uh, Children of Men. Uh, oh, Children of Men. How did I miss that? Uh, what's that, Jordan? Uh, uh, Wait, was she in Jurassic World? She was. The yeah, the second, second, second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. With, uh,
0: <clears throat> with Goldblum, um, yeah. So
1: yeah. Um she was also in Don um the Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, piece. She was oh, awesome in that. Yeah, yeah. I loved her in that. I think she stole the show, you know.
0: Uh super talented actress. I love her. Absolutely oh, um, incredible.
2: Kids are all right? Uh, kids <clears> are <throat> all right. Great oh my god. Oh,
0: a Freeheld. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also on our list to review, so stay tuned uh mm-hmm. for future future episodes. Freeheld is an amazing film. Awesome,
1: yeah. Uh, it could go on and on. She's got a catalog of movies, She's like ridiculously long resume. Dude, how about
0: Orlando Jones though? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: he hasn't been in enough things.
0: No, I mean that's that's a lot honestly, of small screen,
1: a lot of small screen and voice acting stuff, though.
0: Yeah, and like that's honestly like my biggest thing for for Orlando Jones is like. Why is he not in more stuff all the time? Uh, right. my, biggest oh, Orla- yeah. my biggest Orlando Jones movie, for those that, that like probably know this film, The Replacements mm-hmm. as like the wide receiver. Oh, my God. He's so good. <laughs> uh, he was also in The Time Machine and Drumline. He was in a couple of others. Like uh, If you don't know who Orlando Jones is, when you look him up, you're going to be like, oh, that guy.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people remember him from Mad TV.
0: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's where I initially remember him from, like my first exposure to him, if I can recall.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also in this movie, Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty. We were kind of discussing this uh, earlier. I haven't looked up the timeline, but this has got to be like right after the original American Pie. So Sean William Scott plays Stifler, as some of you might remember. Um, Sean William Scott. What what else we got him in? Dude, where's
2: my car? Oh, no, he. I mean, more recently, he was in the uh, the Lethal Weapon. Um,
0: a goon? No. Dude, I was just gonna
2: Dude, say. Goon. So good. <laughs> Loved him in that. Yes. Troopers 2. Yeah, no, he's you you know who Sean Williams got. Yeah, is.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um <laughs> He's the Bro. We, the bro. <laughs> we've also got uh Ethan Suplee in here. Uh Ethan Suplee, uh, and 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 Ted Levine. So Ted Levine, uh you've got Silence oh. of the Lambs. Uh. Yep. Silence of the Lambs, you got Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill. Um, he is unmistakable both in voice and in presence
2: you can't mistake his Oscar worthy performance in Wild Wild West uh, I mean, he was the. Oh, he in was bloodbath McGrath. Bloodbath McGrath. <laughs> oh shit, I <laughs> forgot forget about forget that. Get wild, wild. All roads lead back to Wild Wild West. That's been true. It for
0: mm-hmm. years. It's the Rome of films. Six
1: degrees of Kevin Bacon, except you know, six degrees to um, you know, Wild Wild West. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Six
2: <laughs> degrees to Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm, yes, yes. I've been trying to pitch mm-hmm. that idea. No, but I think um. A few actors that have blown up recently. Ty Burrell was kind of a small part in this in this movie here. I mean, you know, he, he was in it, but I mean, he's blown up recently with Modern Family and oh, everything. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I, that was definitely like this movie was definitely before his heyday. Oh, and sure. speaking of like before the heyday, okay, I'm like uh, I'm like ninety nine percent sure I haven't confirmed this. Confirmed, confirmed, but like. Fucking John Cho was in this movie. Oh. I'm not crazy, right? Mm. He was one of the students. He, was one of the he had students no at the lines. Beginning, yeah.
1: Like, like I at th- the, the, the dig site. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're gonna or look that up like and that.
0: confirm yeah. that. But like, dude, I'm I'm like 95 percent John Cho mm-hmm. was in this movie, and I fucking love John Cho. and Kumar, oh. uh, uh, fucking uh, Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Yep. Classic.
0: Oh, he, actually, good John Cho film, and we should do this later on. Um, oh, forgetting what it's called. It's a uh, uh, he's he's. In a movie where he searching, uh, where it's like this weird kind of independent film, uh, it's basically entirely through a computer, and he's like searching for his daughter. It's a really good film.
2: Just confirmed, it was John Cho. It was yeah. classic. Yep, classic uh, John Cho. There's a small small part actor in here. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's he's really big in the uh, the independent circuit. Uh, it's uh, Daniel Daniel Akroyd? I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's
0: Acroyd. If Dan- Daniel A. Croyd. Daniel A. Croyd. Lacroix? Le- Daniel, Daniel Lacroix. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 I think so some people. You know, a hint of yeah. lemon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Got his own, you yes. know, vodka. Yes. Skull. He mm-hmm. does actually. Yeah. yeah. Dan Aykroyd's in this movie, and he, it is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He, he's. Def- it's definitely a cameo piece. You know, mm-hmm. he plays a governor, and it's you're supposed to be like, you know, oh, there's Dan Aykroyd, but. You that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, you choose the scenery. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah and he like... Yeah. He, like he his, has fun with it. Yeah. His
0: role is like bigger than you would anticipate. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. I think it was sort of like a cameo type piece, yeah. but it was bigger than I expected it to be. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, Sarah Silverman's got a bit part in this, which oh, I fucking right. dig. <laughs> He's at the
1: Denny's. <laughs> they don't ever name it as Denny's, but it looks like a Denny's. <laughs> it has got that, that vibe. Still, think, yeah, it's still that kind of diner vibe. Yeah. And I think
0: that's... I think that's just about it mm-hmm. from like people that like... You'd be able to pick out of a crowd or out of a lineup. Mm.
1: Mm. You see, a little bit of a b- 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 brawl <laughs> you, <laughs> you do oh, yes. uh, yeah. of Sarah, Sarah Silverman. I had, to, I had to position a blanket over me so the guys didn't <laughs> see, and I hope they're not picking this up in my mic right now.
2: Whoa! <laughs> you went full boner joke there. Yep, Whoa. yep. F- full, full you blanket? Guys heard that? No, full blanket. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a fun movie. Yeah.
0: Oh. So, uh, just round robin on on whether we'd recommend it. Should, should people run out and see this? Um, Tim, I'm looking at you.
1: Uh, oh, because it was such a my gritting review last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than your boner joke that I was... I was... <laughs> oh, trying uh, to jump right yeah. Um Let's see here. Um, we're de- we were debating uh, when you were uh, taking care of uh, the little baby upstairs. Um, if this aged well...
0: I would say just, like, thumbs up, thumbs Thumbs down. Like, did we... Would you recommend, like... Yeah, go and see it it or... Yes. Yeah, give it a watch. Okay, yeah. Give it a
2: watch. At least once. Okay. And say you did. And knock it off. (laughs) I would say, if you're not even... If you're not passingly familiar with this movie, I'm questioning my friendship with you. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) love this movie, and I will unashamedly, you know, try to push it on as many people as I can.
0: So, I was, like, a little, like, unsure of this movie in that, um from, from a watching standpoint in that like, I feel like there's a, we try and target movies that people haven't seen and there's like a whole generation, I think our generation, that has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a little unsure and then as I thought about it more, I was like, basically everybody that's like, greater than 15 years older than us and less than 10 years older than us i feel like really missed this movie
2: don't even know it exists yeah
0: it like Mm. it it was it was a flash in the pan because it was big when it was like it it was big for its time and place and then it just disappears and um so i'm actually really glad mark you chose this film and i'm really glad and and just watching it again and Getting the same chuckles that I get every time. And even seeing getting some new chuckles, to be perfectly honest, Um, as it's aged. This is a 2001 film. Uh, As the years have gone on, I'm still getting chuckles out of this movie. And heavy chuckles at that. I would recommend it. I would say go out, uh, uh, watch it. I honestly don't think it's going to be hard to find. And I think if you find it, you're going to find it probably at a good price. Mm. So, get on that, listeners. Uh, We got three you know, just over the fifty percent marks of, you know, go and see it. So I think I think we're gonna move now into our sort of personal overview of the film and and shy away from the the spoiler free territory. So
2: Are we going full spoiler?
0: Uh well we're gonna go we're gonna go into our our review of the film, uh basically our our
2: or we're going to foreplay into spoilers.
0: We're going to foreplay into spoilers a little bit. We're going to do our summary which can contain spoilers if mm. if we so choose. Mm. My two cents on this movie is basically like you've got David Duchovny's X-Files character in in <laughs> <Five> very <roller.
1: laughs> Yeah,
0: in very much that role. Like he's really serious. He doesn't actually deliver a whole lot of comedy mm-hmm. um surrounded by this really hilarious cast of characters that are are undergoing all sorts of absurd hijinks and a meteor crashes into this town in Arizona where David Duchovny is. He's teaching uh, at a community college and he and Orlando Jones's character, who Orlando Jones plays a community college geology professor. uh, They go and investigate this meteor crash. They discover that the meteor in fact contains life and that life uh, evolves really, really quickly and things start to get out of control. The government gets involved. It turns out that David Duchovny's character has the secret uh, government past as a scientist, mm-hmm. and um, hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what am I missing, gentlemen?
2: Uh, I mean that that kind of sums it up. I mean, as far as your your personal overview, I mean, what what kind of connections do you make personally to this movie? You know, what in your you you said that this this spent a lot of time in your DVD player. Um why? Why did it live there?
0: I feel like this is the kind of movie that you can really watch with like just absolutely nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like mm. you could you could honestly start it in the middle and you would still get chuckles. It's funny because of the way they deliver it and who's in it and and sort of how it's all pieced together, it's a very low-risk movie um you're not going to be like oh why did i put that in it's the mm-hmm. kind of thing that like you could just leave in your dvd player for several months and just press play every night as you go to bed and it just doesn't i don't it just doesn't get old to me
2: yeah i think if this movie was on you know was on tv and you know you, you turn on the tv and you got commercials and then it, it cuts to this i'm sticking around i'm sticking around it doesn't matter where in the movie it is i think for me this is this is a it's it's a sci-fi it's a comedy it's also it's also like a buddy cop movie (coughs) this movie lives and dies on the chemistry between the main actors um the 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 nonsensical you know this everybody pairs together so well and every character that's introduced i felt you know blends with everybody else in in just the right way um you know by the end of the movie I could just watch them go out and get a a bite to eat, and I'd be entertained. You know, it, it's it's about how they interact with each other and just the the unspoken, you know, the the body language, um, them reacting to the to the ridiculous. I mean, David, like you said, David Coveney is the you know he doesn't provide a lot of levity to it, but he he anchors the levity. I think without him, the funny bits wouldn't be quite so funny. You know, Definitely, he I think for. Uh, he kind of takes the I don't know um the view the viewer's seat I think is is David Duchovny's you know you're you're meant to be skeptical you're meant to be questioning the movie you're you know you're you're a sane rational adult watching this movie so you're going to relate to David Duchovny and the cast that surrounds him are are there to to play off of your cynicism
0: almost and i gotta say like buddy cop is a great way of putting this movie like Mm -hmm. i never considered that until you said it and it really fits well even though there's like there are no cops (laughs) like well there were maybe maybe some cops but uh they're not the main characters yeah yeah yeah, like this like that really does kind of fit the the relationship of Orlando Jones and Dave Duchovny. Yeah. Um and because the best buddy cop movies have the straight man mm-hmm. and the and the goofball. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sort of the way this movie plays out with Duchovny as sort of the yardstick mm-hmm. and and Orlando Jones is just hilarious bullshit mm-hmm. uh uh just slapping against David Duchovny's uh, uh metric and it's it's beautiful to watch um, and it's all like it's not just verbal it's nonverbal stuff mm-hmm. too like Orlando Jones's delivery in this in my opinion is second to none because of his expressions yeah. of his nonverbal delivery
1: yeah, yeah. agreed agreed like <laughs> much like uh, the anchor to this film the Pure act table is presented and yes um, to echo your point chemistry um is needed in this uh particular um hour 40 minute uh, movie um let's shy of two hours yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't drag and actually yeah like colin said um you could definitely jump in catch a laugh it's like it's very it's very inviting and i love how the actors these are all respected actors in the field but everyone knows exactly what they're doing in this film, be it either uh, the clumsy gag for Julianne Moore or David Duchovny's, you know, he's the straight man, but he's definitely not, you know, taking this as serious as, like, the truth is out there. I'm gonna <laughs> get to the bottom of this. No, he's just like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. Hey, General, Yeah, this. And again, like you said, Orlando Bloom... Yeah, Bloom. <laughs> Orlando, Orlando Jones. <laughs> Orlando Bloom was seen in the background just, you know, when the alien is coming out of the hole, yeah, he there. Sh- he shouted, "They're yeah. taking the
0: hobbits yeah. to Isengard," and yeah. and and, and he then off west. That's yeah. exactly what he did.
1: Yeah, um, but then Orlando Jones came in, and he was like, "Who the fuck was that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah, and Charlton Williams Scott, you know, he's in his wheelhouse. He's definitely in his, you know, starting to blossom as an actor on the on the silver screen. So, S-
0: so I'm going to jump on two things that you said in total agreement. Like Julianne Moore, like I don't know why the goofy shtick so like Mm -hmm. for those of you listening basically comedian
1: in this one yeah so basically like
0: she's got this thing where she's just clumsy and it's completely like irrelevant it's totally Mm -hmm. unnecessary for the tone or not the tone but the the development of the film it's just like a part of her character that Mm -hmm. she's really clumsy she's always falling over she's always dropping things she's always and it's like it seems so out of left field but for whatever reason It works absolutely perfectly. The only thing I can think of is, like, here's a million-dollar word for you, verisimilitude, and and it really... It's it's basically, like, small, seemingly insignificant details that help fuel uh, your belief in a, a type of fiction. And... That's kind of, I think, maybe what they were going for with this is, like, for some reason, making her character quirky and clumsy, it's not, like, technically funny. Like, she falls over. Okay, it's like ha, ha. You
1: know, Yeah, kind of, it's, it's just
0: sort of there. Yeah. But it, it somehow develops her character in a way mm-hmm. to be more believable, more understandable, more relatable mm-hmm. than she otherwise would have been if she wasn't constantly tripping over her feet. Even though it itself, that gag itself, doesn't actually develop the movie at all.
2: No, it just no. serves to pad out her character. It gives you something relatable, you know? Mm-hmm. We're all full of, like, little details that we don't tell people when we're explaining who we are. Mm-hmm. And this was just one of those little things. Like, you know, it, it just makes her, like you said, more believable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that served really well.
0: And the other thing uh, that I was going to go after is Sean William Scott. Like, I love that this movie, like, really showed that he could do more than stifler Mm -hmm. and while i don't know this for a fact based on his like career i've got to imagine the the sort of notoriety that he gathered as a result of his work as stifler in the american pie series he was he was so (laughs) unlikable (laughs) in that series and everybody knew him as stifler like he didn't gain the the sort of moniker of sean william scott for a long time Mm -hmm. But I got to imagine that this movie helped later on. It sort of, like, padded his resume in a way that allowed him to um, say, I've got more range than just playing, like, the asshole. And I really appreciate this movie for sort of, like, helping him do that. Because I'm a little worried that without that, and I don't know this for a fact, I'm a little worried that without that we wouldn't have awesome movies like Goon, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Like, I, I really...
2: I want to pick appreciate. At, I want to pick at that a little bit. While I agree that he is definitely not stiffler in this, I mean, I, I think that you are adding nuance to him just not being unlikable. You know, he is still playing the dim-witted. You know, he is the joke in the room. He is the punchline mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, but I don't know if I would go as far as to say he's showing range, or rather, he's just showing a non-stiffler side
0: you know see like but it's to me well two things to that one i think to me the stifler side is the asshole and stifler is very one-dimensional he's just he's always looking to like make put somebody down mm-hmm. sean william scott in this movie is very soft he's not like he's not looking to hurt anybody mm-hmm. and the comedy that stems from him even though it's like he's it's it's him being stupid or him being a goofball it's very non-confrontational it's mm-hmm. just sort of like Uh, A lovable oaf. A lovable oaf. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, it it flows very naturally from him. Um, The other thing that I think that Sean William Scott brings to this performance, you know, not to delve too deeply because he is definitely a goofball, uh, is his facial expressions in this are much wider. It really does show a range that I don't think is present with with Stifler. Um, There is a scene that I'm particularly fond of where his boss, who is a complete asshole at this country club Mm. You know, there are several scenes where his boss is like ragging on him and being an asshole to him, and then this guy gets fucking like attacked by one of these aliens and and killed, and this woman runs in screaming, going like
1: something just killed Barry (laughs) Cardry,
0: and like everybody's horrified, and it cuts to Sean William Scott, and he's got this like wry smile, but then he realizes that everybody can see this smile, so he tries to like cover it up with like oh no, oh my god, and then like the smile just comes back yeah. <laughs> it's really funny and i feel like that's the kind of stuff that he worked into this film or like it's not like i think in goon like his 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 range is really apparent because he goes he goes even dramatic and he he, he really shows his shows his uh, uh uh ability to take on different emotions i don't know if i would say this role for him is definitely that but like he he definitely like flirts with the idea of like facial expressions and shit like that
2: I I agree I agree Um, do we have much to say about directing and writing uh, at the table I think uh, I I don't know I keep I I don't want to keep gushing over this movie but one of the things that I like about it is you know we've said I'm just going to keep rattling off genres again here comedy, sci-fi buddy cop but it's also an adventure you know it's a movie that has a lot of a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys you know there are a lot of small confrontational moments that the characters have to overcome and it just serves to build out the story you know it's not you you can't you can't describe this movie in one or two sentences if you want to be thorough you know i think um you know just a few examples the mall scene was its own kind of compact you know you know moment the scene with uh with the alien coming up out of the basement in that that woman's home i mean it's just it's a series of scenes that are kind of self-contained in their their little individual narratives you know it, it really ends up making it feel a bit like an adventure Tim, you were you and I were talking about before the podcast, there's just a transitional scene where they're rocking out to some Play That Funky Music white boy, and the scene serves no purpose. They're just singing to the movie while they're driving down the expressway. It starts with the song. It ends with the song. There's no dialogue. And I think for
1: some people, just a they, little clip fun moment that they yeah. were having as friends in the
2: movie. Yeah, it felt genuine. Yeah, it felt genuine. <laughs> and I, Tim, you you brought up that, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe this is, you know, the the director padding out the runtime, and and maybe that's right. Maybe. But it worked for me. I yeah. felt like it was just another, just another moment where you know. The guys were just having fun. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading way too much in it. I don't know. Maybe the B team, uh, you know, the
1: the second uh, unit shoot was just filming that. You know, while they were moving the jeep uh, from set A to set B. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark, you know, no you, you had suggested when we were watching this that um, Orlando Jones and Dave Duchovny have great chemistry, and I, you're absolutely right. They really do. Um, and I, that scene is, I think, a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. It really like. Yeah. It's, it's it's like they just like you said tim they just decided we're just gonna take a camera and film them having a good time for a little while
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. on writing i've also got to say like first of all very funny like and i i, I that seems like really broad but what i'm saying is they have very like specific jokes you know like like the comedy is tight it's very specific to individual delivery and each character's got their their punch moments where they're just like p- punching out a really funny line, and people are reacting to it and all that stuff. And um, and it's just really clever, you know. Uh, the other thing I've got on writing is this movie is very aware of itself, and and specifically, it's very aware of David Duchovny's history. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they they use that pretty effectively. You know, they didn't overuse it, and they could have they strategically sort of, like, put in points of David Duchovny's uh, history with the X-Files and, and with, you know, alien shit.
1: Yeah, but they didn't heavy-hand it. Right, exactly. At point, it was just like, ah-ha-ha, ha, yes, we remember. Yes, that show, that lasted for forever <laughs> and made two movies of so its own. So <laughs> yes. But at that point, I think it was only one movie, so... In yeah. 2001.
0: <laughs> and I know... Like, moving on a little bit here, I know we're all metalheads. Mm-hmm. Like, how about fucking Power Man 5000 <laughs> bombshell playing as they think the fucking world's gonna end? Like, it fit, it it fit. so well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Th- uh, the score was a definitely an interesting uh, collection of both uh, songs from the radio and original, you know, uh, action movie um, uh, clips in there and um, sci fi um, stuff. Sp- Sound and soundtrack, go going into you know some establishing shots and stuff like that.
2: Are they rolling in. You know. Yeah, I I love that there was a score to this mm-hmm. movie that is actually memorable. I mean, I haven't seen this movie in years and years and years, but when it when it first started up and there's this like scene where they're panning over the deserts of Arizona, mm-hmm. you know you hear the the score kick in. It's this like the weird kind of like funky, you know, just kind of silly tune. But I immediately associated it with this movie and it it brought back just just a a flood of you know feelings about this movie it Mm -hmm. it it identifies it very well in a Mm -hmm. way that you know if you were to just start you know some other random movie like i'm I'm not identifying the score with it and this is you know this is a sci-fi comedy buddy cop adventure and the score fit
1: yeah um if uh if I uh, delve de- deep, I, uh, something that kept coming back to me as I was rewatching this is, is like, oh, this is the template for like a lot of those 1950 radioactive monster movies. Yeah, I mean, they used um, an asteroid, and sometimes that was used in some of the sci-fi during the Red Scare era, mm-hmm. like uh, Objects from Outer Space. Stuff like that, like, oh gosh, buttneck and coming from that. I love that they start with that template and they added fart jokes to it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. somehow worked. Like, it somehow how it worked. Yes. To, like I wanted to come I wanted to come in and be like, mm, does this really work? I'm like, Yeah it does. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
2: You can't start it, picking at the science.
1: No. No, no that's actually a pretty I, good I way really of putting like it. Yeah. Yeah. So not it, so not so much buddy cup, but buddy Scientist, which we don't uh, get to see anymore. You really don't. Mm-hmm a sort that of was like everywhere back in the 50s yeah a
0: well-worn template mm-hmm. circa 1955 mm-hmm. yeah. something that has been shelved and then now in 2001 yeah. pulled dusted off mm-hmm. and just a, a healthy peppering mm-hmm. of fart jokes oh, yeah. that's that's and a great way of putting it and i like sci- that
1: and the scientists are not overly patriotic because that was one of the big kicks too is like we're men of science, but we're also patriots. We're, American <laughs> we're going scientists. to we're going to make sure that those bombers get to that those giant ants. Well, we're doing our part. We're doing our part as <laughs> patriot scientists. Yeah. Werner Von Braun, we're looking at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've also got to. I've got to give this movie props with respect to, to practical effects.
1: Mm, oh yeah. Yeah, they didn't really punch up the digital stuff until later in the film. Like, no, I mean, to. and yeah, exactly. And
0: I, I think like okay, so. Listeners, we're in our fourth episode, but trust you and me that in the future, you will hear this a lot, that my personal view on what the perfect hybridization of practical and, and CGI, practical effects and CGI are, is Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I think that is...
2: That's the, the benchmark. It yeah. is.
0: It is the greatest movie uh, with respect to that, where they used practical effects where they, ha- where they could... And CGI, where they had to, mm-hmm. and they they limited it, and they they gave very specific direction to when you used CGI, so you could concentrate your efforts and make it not look like shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie actually took a little bit out of that. You know, it mm-hmm. sort of took a page out of that book, mm-hmm. and it it didn't um, it didn't overuse the CGI. I agree with you, Tim. I think the later the later mm-hmm. scenes where. These really like this really crazy shit was happening obviously you got to use cgi for that Mm -hmm. but if you're like making like
1: oh, so you're gonna make a town-sized blob
0: right exactly but if you're making like a you're making like a blue ape
1: yeah or you're
0: making you're making a a a rock Mm -hmm. you make a fucking rock or or actually i think the best example of this is probably when
2: cgi rocks in this
0: they're not CGI rocks. You know, you jest, but there are fucking CGI rocks in cinema, and I won't fucking yes. point you to those. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure that you know that those exist. And the Martian. Man. They're yeah. Un- yeah. unreasonable. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, I mean, I agree 100%. There's a scene uh, at, a, at a house where this, I mean, I think I already mentioned it, where one of the monsters is coming out of a basement, um, and it has this, like, really weird, emotional old man face. It's clearly a <laughs> puppet. And almost off-putting how this creature is emoting. Mm-hmm. You know, it just looks sad and it looks, it looks like it's like a wise old, sad creature thing. I'm not describing it very well, but it's it's very it's like a offspring. scrotum with a face. I was gonna say it's like
0: no, like if you were if you were a, an anthropomorphized scrotum, you wouldn't be happy. No, you you'd you'd be very upset with your lot in life, and you'd be hot and sweaty and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and constantly being kicked by thighs. Mm-hmm. Like you you would you'd be very down on yourself. This is basically it's like a blue version of that.
2: But yes, we're calling it a scrotum, but like it looks like it's you know like you just want to be around it i don't know maybe i'm the only one at the table that got we're recording this it's fine
0: you're 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 on you're on tape saying this to be
2: around that scrotum
1: i made the joke about getting a boner sarah silverman i feel justified in that why are you (laughs) you so attracted to the scrotum no it's an alien scrotum though. yeah that's true. That
0: does that does make a difference. It yeah. matters. I, I my therapist told me that that makes a difference.
1: This is a safe if it's an place. Alien scrotum. This, is, this is a safe place. So Mark, yeah, you can delve into this. Anyway, <laughs> it's a puppet.
2: It's fantastic. No, I think I think you guys are right. There, it. I almost feel like they knew going into this movie that they were gonna have a lot of CGI spectacle, and mm-hmm. so they were trying to. I mean, who knows? I can't I can't speak to where their heads were at. but they almost like they were trying to complement that with. You know a lot of practical effects, um, Mm -hmm. just because they knew that you know by the end of this movie. I mean, we we already passed the spoiler point. There's going to be a giant blob creature that they're going to have to crawl into the anus of. um, Just casually, (laughs) that had to be CGI. There's no way to practical. So much mark this episode. Yeah, you know it's deep. Yeah, Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it. I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and actually, like, there's a there's a really good scene where like. So I described earlier how, like, Sean Williams Scott's boss in this movie uh, gets killed. And then he the next scene, basically, he shows up at David Duchovny and Orlando Jones' office with this dead creature that he said he caught on the golf course sort of after the events of that night where his boss was killed. And he plops this thing down on the, the bench. And to be perfectly honest, like,
1: the thing, like, it looked really real. Yeah, like it, it looked was, really good. Was, like I mean, it was a rubber monster. But it was at least a it was monster. On the table, you know. Yeah. Like one of those again, those throwbacks to those um, cheesy B movies. But yes, I loved it. And I
0: will say, I've yeah. said this before, and I'll say it again until my my dying breath. Nothing looks more real than something that's real. So, uh, you directors out there, like you just fucking Cronenberg that shit up, or or you you Carpenter that shit up, like mm-hmm. you take something that's real and put a camera on it
1: it's not always their call though we know you're listening
0: we do know you're listening it's
1: not always their call sometimes they don't get the uh okay from the budget from the producers that's like, true
0: that's true but you, all right so maybe 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 my problem is mm-hmm. that i'm directing this to the wrong people yeah. y'all motherfuckers uh pulling the, the purse strings mm-hmm. you need to be okay with the practical effects mm-hmm. because we like the practical effects
1: directors have it on your writers have it on the contracts yes do. yeah. <laughs> don't let them b- b- boss you around
2: if we're gonna but squeeze last, that
1: last iron man suit looks like shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna squeeze a little bit into creativity and intangibles mm-hmm. um one thing that i really appreciated about this um is that um you know i i've listed off half a dozen genres that this movie fits into but one of the things that i really liked about the comedy of this movie is that the the premise is not funny it is not funny that an asteroid shows up and it more or less births monsters that are going to destroy the world Mm -hmm. that's not funny um and even like the major beats of it aren't funny It's serious, yeah. There's serious consequences for every every beat. (laughs) Mm Yeah. What's funny is how the characters are reacting to what's going on. You know, I think uh, a a dude wears my car. You know, your I I don't know. I'm I'm blanking here. But a lot of these comedies, the the premise is supposed to be funny, and they kind of fall short with the the character development and the dialogue. This is all about the character development. There's not not a lot of development going on here, I guess, but the dialogue, the chemistry, it's about watching characters that you enjoy watching in situations that you've never been in and you're finding pleasure in the levity that they're finding in the moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a scene where, um, one of the creatures burrows into the protective suit of, uh, (laughs) Orlando's character that is not a funny thing to have happen. That's terrifying. But oh my god, that was one of the funniest scenes in the Top whole movie. Top three scenes dude. in the movie. Oh yeah. my goodness.
1: Every other yeah, I think about it, like think about the Beatles scenes in the or the scarab scenes in the Mummy movie, or the chestburster and aliens. That terrified. Oh my god, it's so uncomfortable to watch that. But with Orlando Jones it's like all right, we're gonna make some butt jokes, dude. That's yep. so,
0: okay. That's a perfect way of putting it, Tim. Mm-hmm. And thanks for bringing up those two mm-hmm. scenes because that's a good. That's a good contrast. To like, mm-hmm. those. Like,
1: okay. What we're him. not. What
0: we're not telling you is mm-hmm. that this fly type alien gets inside Orlando Jones's suit. His like supposed to be protective suit, and then these aliens are are susceptible to oxygen they die in an oxygen rich environment so they crank up the oxygen on his suit and the creature is looking to get away from all of the oxygen so where does it go up his butt and like you're right it is sort of like in a weird way reminiscent of the scarabs in in Mm -hmm. the mummy or uh in the chest the chest breakers like the the young xenomorphs in uh alien but it is fucking hilarious top three funniest scenes in this movie Orlando Jones' reaction through that entire scene is absolutely hilarious They're, you know they they go to fucking... like you guys
1: said he sells it like with oh he them. does <laughs> yeah they get him in on a and, gurney and, I, and, and I it, it, like L2 they're and, and uh david are right there with him he's like oh it's okay yeah they're, they're like
0: rushing him to the, the er it's... and they're all there yeah. and you, all... you just see this thing <laughs> and it's like in his body and of course it's like it's like going down his leg like it's it, you could see the outline of the fly like running down his leg and the doctor's like we're going to have to take the leg. And he's like, don't take my leg. Don't let him take my leg. And then it like turns around and starts going back up. And it's like, it's going headed. The
2: testicles.
1: It's like, going for his testicles. And he's like, testicles! take the leg.
0: <laughs> and, then it's, okay, and then he's like, wait, Flip over! Movie. I can catch it in this oh, colon, god. and they flip him over, and the doctor's like, "I get the forceps, I catch it," and he's like, uh, d- "Doctor, do you want lubricant? There's no time for lubricant."
1: <laughs> oh,
2: and this is this is my favorite, one of my favorite quotes of the whole movie. He's. There's always time for
1: lubricant. Oh
2: my god! It's, it's a really good buddy. scene. Don't
1: clench! Don't clench! And of
0: course, like Tim, like you said, like Ju- Julianne Moore and David Duchovny <laughs> are literally on either they're, side
2: of him, like, like coaching him through it. <laughs> Just breathe. I am breathing. (laughs) I am breathing. (laughs) It's a birth scene, you know? It is.
0: Like, that's actually, that's a great way of putting it. It is like the comedy that comes from a lot of like, like delivery scenes in in a lot of other movies. Mm -hmm. It's that, but Mm -hmm. sort of... yeah. Alien sci-fi, yeah. B- uh, I don't comedy.
1: I don't know for sure, but I just don't think any other three actors could pull that scene off. No, no, and it's yeah,
0: <laughs> only Orlando Jones. Yeah, he's so like he's he's got such an mm-hmm. expressive face, yeah. and like he's got really like he, I think his biggest quality from like an expressive standpoint is he's got really wide eyes, mm. and like they allow Very for this. Yeah. yeah, they got they they allow for this like look of like are you fucking kidding me
1: right.
0: you know like yeah. they were they're down in this they're down in this uh the actual like sealed off chamber this is where uh the fly gets into orlando jones's suit and before that all of that happens he and david ducoffany are standing there and david ducoffany has a, a sort of what pot yeah
1: what would sort you call it Conta- yes yeah, okay good it yeah is, yeah. it is just a our piece of equipment, <laughs> equipment that they repurposed but uh in his hand and he's like <laughs> and, and he just
0: looks at him and he goes Snag one, and Orlando Jones's eyes like pop out of his fucking skull, and he goes, "Snag one." It's like, no, I've seen this movie. The black dude dies first. You snag one. It's just like
2: it's very aware. It's yes, yes.
0: Like his his. Oh man, the combination of his expression and his his delivery mm-hmm. to me, oh, yeah. like if if I had to choose a favorite person in this movie, him hands down. Oh yeah, like I, I love, not even a question. And I
1: do love it that you know um they are partners throughout this whole movie yeah Yeah, i do appreciate that and like Like, orlando jones
0: is interested in nothing more than just being like a really like effective division three women's volleyball coach (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: like that's
0: that's a big Mm -hmm. thing yeah was there anything that you guys were not not too keen on in this movie
1: uh i i tipped a little hint of this earlier um again with uh, when you were out of the room, Colin, because we have these side conversations. Oh goodness! Secrets on the podcast, right behind people. my back. We were we were curious if these jokes, if they all age well. Some of them probably don't for modern audiences. But I, th- I, I, uh, just like with the '50s movies, I take this as an early 2000s movie, and I think you could make a movie like this today. You would just have to punch up the cast, punch up the uh, jokes, and and the settings. It's just. Again, some people will be like, well, oh, that kind of fell flat for me. Because, again, they're like
2: 15 years too young for this. Yeah, they definitely... I don't know. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, there's a, a bit where David Duchovny and um, Orlando Jones's character are talking about uh, Julianne Moore's character. And they're, they're talking about how she... Well, o- Orlando tells David's character that... Um, that she's got a thing for him and David's character's you know just kind of like shrugging it off now she's just this ice queen Orlando's character makes the comment you know she just needs a good humping and I I am not delivering it the way it was in the movie (laughs) uh it's funny in the movie but I just yeah I I don't know if that kind of humor really works so much today um you know because they're they're definitely sexualizing her character um you know not in it wasn't as like offensive as some other movies have done it um, but you don't really see much of that nowadays um, so I, I I don't know I guess I'm, I would probably agree with that Tim
0: I like I, I agree but I think I think like a viewer would have to be pretty sensitive to that to sort of not see it for what it was
1: if you're if you're taking this 2001 film with you know just silly sci-fi antics yeah. too seriously yeah where there's bugs crawling out people's butts <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you just gotta... You gotta let yourself go a little bit. Gotta, so, I'm... You gotta I, loosen, loosen it a little
0: bit. One of the, one of the things that I, you know... Um, again, I'm gonna preface this by saying like if you take this too seriously like you're probably watching the wrong movie um but one of the things that this movie does do a little bit of and you know again it's kind of okay because you don't take it too seriously is like it does sort of perpetuate like the latter hypothesis of evolution um so like sort of like aristotle's version of of humans being at the top of the evolutionary scale and evolution being sort of like an inevitable progression of certain states of organisms it it does do that a little bit and um it it sort of you see us or you see the the aliens basically go through all of our evolutionary stages a little bit of a a jump but like yeah. what else are the filmmakers going to draw on i think would be sort of my response to that that critique however um it's the, all, the
1: it's all the favorite things from transpermia yeah million dollar word now for, for the podcast. <laughs> however
0: the idea that primates are the the top mm. echelon of mm. of evolution mm-hmm. is something that this movie perpetuates a little bit it sort of like loses that notion that like basically anything and everything that's around today is the peak of evolution Mm -hmm. uh because that's what's around you know and it it sort of loses that that divergent view of of evolution but Mm -hmm. again that's sort of like splitting hairs and one thing that i thought was really fucking clever not to jump back to the things that we liked uh one thing that i really thought this movie did well was like that progression of sort of like evolutionary complexity they did actually sort of characterize that pretty well and one of the parts that like actually paused the film to go over was that one of the creatures sort of highlighted in the movie was this this genus called hallucinogenia which is a really obscure genus and kind of like an exciting point in evolution in that like there's nothing around like it today there hasn't been for hundreds of millions of years Mm -hmm. and as far as we can tell there was nothing contemporaneous with it that was even anywhere near similar Mm -hmm. and i think like their their attention to detail to highlight something like that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is pretty cool it's pretty cool
1: they'll have this moment every once in a while uh, like uh screenwriters will nail something very neat about uh, a field they're not familiar with because like, there's there's two examples in in here that um, um, that the screenwriter clearly has no idea how to be a college professor of biology, and they also <laughs> don't know how the legal system works, because why was Julianne Moore allowed to question David Duchudny of the court?
2: <laughs> she's a CDC
1: a specialist, she's not a lawyer, and they didn't have counsel? What was that? Why was that scene in there? So again, screenwriters, like, again... <laughs> Little things you can jump on, but, like... But, like, is it once necessary. Once the screen, on the screenwriter is like, why are they doing that? Right, <laughs> right. Why are they doing You couldn't hire one extra as a, <laughs> as a lawyer? Gonna, uh, and I hit the uh, budget but i think and every I cover the periodic table in the biology classroom okay and i think everything we've so brought it, up sure. if
0: you guys would agree with <laughs> i think everything we've brought up is pretty much split in hairs for like things yeah. that we weren't too keen on yeah it's just um it's
1: just minor things but it's just one of those things you can like oh top 10 things wrong with evolution
0: <laughs> so uh, uh, a new sort of like segment that we're trying to roll out in this podcast or this episode is a uh, favorite quote and, um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys are keen on with respect to the quotes that, that you really, that really resonated with you.
2: Well, let me jump in there first since the cat's already out of the bag. I already talked about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, it was that there's always time for, for lubrication But <laughs> you know, that just had me rolling his, I I'm just laughing about it thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Tim, what do you got? I I like the wording. Uh, It
1: was uh, back when uh, Dr. Reed, uh, Julianne Moore's character, was listening in on their dialogue about them making, you know, jabs at her sexuality. And David fires off a... um, there's no actual sexual creature under all of Doctor Reed's neuroses. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, nice, nice use of neuroses.
0: Yeah, I, that, that is that is and like. She's
1: just listening in, and I was like, mm she calls him out as a shit for it later. It's like, oh, oh, we heard that.
0: Yeah, no that that is that is super yeah. funny. It's all the funnier that she's like listening into the mm, whole thing. Yeah. All right, so I got a couple, and I'm me, I'm trying they? to I'm trying to narrow this down. Uh, but one of them I really like is Sean William Scott's car gets sort of like blown up by this meteor in the very beginning, and and one of the scenes that sort of follows that he's driving this like car that has literally been thrown like 200 feet in the air and again crashed, practical effects. Again, yes, yeah. practical effects. Like, and they really th- yeah they, they really threw that fucking car in the air. Yeah. And, like, he's, he's trying to drive, and this guy's trying to help him, like, close his door to this completely smashed car. And he's like, all right, that's fine, that's fine. It's okay, I do this. And he, like, puts his hand out of the driver window and holds Just the door hold the shut. Door. <laughs> it's okay, I do this. <laughs> that, that kills me every time, because it's, it's a really subtle line that he delivers, and he delivers it absolutely perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I bet that wasn't even scripted. You know that it was the delivery of it was so fluid. Yes,
0: yes. A couple others that I I, I got to get down here. I know I'm 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 doing too many here, but um,
1: Ooh, I'm not counting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> two two that I liked. That I I like them because I use them all the time. Because I, as I've said, I've seen this movie quite a few times. Uh, one was, man, I almost went down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> David and Company has these two chucklehead like idiots a mm-hmm. uh, one played by ethan Suplee, uh that they're basically like completely useless and he puts mm-hmm. them in charge of the winch uh that is supposed to pull this meteor out of the giant hole that it's in <laughs> and they're all standing there at the, the both of them are standing there at the top and uh, one of them like trips and almost goes in the hole and he just goes man i almost went down on that one I I use that more than I care to mention in my daily life. Uh, the other one that's that's sort of in that vein is when Orlando Jones, when they first collect the samples and and they're running the tests and Orlando Jones has to go to a, a volleyball game, he turns around briefly before exiting the room and goes, Ira, which is David Duchovny's character's name, Ira, are you sure you can handle this by your lonesome? And...
1: <laughs>
2: The
0: delivery's great. Man. It is. It's like this weird accent that he does, and I I do use that quite a bit. And then my abs, like probably my my all time favorite is the actual quote. Yeah, we're on four. My actual, my probably my. I
1: have one. <laughs> I know, and I will have you one. Have literally quadrupled. The I will have half one. one. I will <laughs> have
0: one in the future. I promise. Um, <laughs> I do love so these two chuckleheads that David Duchovny are that are in his class. They both get a C minus on this paper. Oh and the the paper is identical the two of them submitted the exact same paper and it's supposed to be about cells and the paper reads as such cells are bad my uncle lives in a cell it's 11 by 16 and he has to read the same old boring magazine every day the end it that's so funny to me (laughs) that I don't know. it's just like, that that really like tickles my funny bones. And like as David Duchovny is actually reading this out to the class, like they're like sort of like parroting the the words with their mouths.
2: <laughs> yeah, Because yeah.
1: they're in into- of like your favorite moments do require a visual element to this, so you have yeah. You they have do. Watch, I, yeah. And I
0: think I think that's sort of like that's my thing. Is like I really like seeing it in my head. Okay. You okay. know, I can I can every time I see one of these quotes, I see it in my head and I hear it in my ears. Like I I. It makes me laugh because I'm watching it again okay you know yeah. yeah and and the two in the middle were because I actually do use those yeah. like I can I can just bust those out are you sure you can handle this by your lonesome
2: <laughs> all right what else we got
0: uh I, I mean anything else on this on this movie before we we move on to our ratings
2: I uh, I feel good about it yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's rate this bad boy, uh, Colin. What do you got? You don't usually go first.
0: Okay, so, um, I think this movie, while I I I love it to death, and I think it it's really like geared towards my demographic. I don't know if this movie is necessarily for everyone, and as a result, I don't know if I can just like go crazy with the rating, even as much as I love it. So I'd give this movie like a, a maybe. Like a 6.7 out of 10 nematodes.
2: Tim? Flatworms!
0: Sorry, flatworms, not nematodes.
1: Uh, Uh, Let's see here. I would give this... uh, I I do agree that some of it, you know, is outside the demographic for a wider audience. It's definitely very much, you know, again, that sci-fi with um, fart jokes in it, so... It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So I'll give it... Six Julianne Moore's Jackets Getting Caught in the Car Door. Ooh, mm-hmm. Ooh I
2: like the nuance yeah. there. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Dr. Reed's Jackets Getting
2: Caught in the Car
0: Door. Ooh.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that, I, that's a really interesting scale rating. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate how creative mm-hmm. that one was.
2: Well, um... I hope that I have not um, hidden my love for this movie. Um, but just in case I have, let me. How many bottles of lube is <laughs> it? Me, Mark? Let me keep going into. It. No, um, <laughs> if you're asking for for my review, um, this is my review. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about the other wider audiences. You know, I appreciate mm. that you guys are, um, and, and I need to preface that because I'm about to blow your minds Whoa. with you know. Mark Culps personal review of evolution or you know rating for evolution i'm giving this a solid 8.5 bottles of shampoo and i'm not gonna hide behind that rating because this is mark Culp's rating and this is what he thinks this movie is worth Mm -hmm. i don't know what this is going to be to my mother my grandmother my you know wife's uncle twice removed it doesn't matter to me i love this movie I'm gonna put it in eight point five. You ask what my rating was, and that's what mine is.
0: I appreciate that. Like, Fight. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's it. like, that's solid and defensible. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you know, if I'm being honest with myself, like, if, if I wasn't, if I wasn't generalizing to a, a wider audience, I think I would have had at least a, another point on that. Like, for me personally, this tickles my funny bone, mm-hmm. um, and I, I really, mm-hmm. I jam on that. And I also think. Of the three, bottles of shampoo Mm -hmm. is definitely, like, I think that's got the best conversion to, like, U.S. dollars. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you compare bottles of shampoo Mm -hmm. to Julianne Moore's jackets getting caught in the door Mm -hmm. um, to nematodes. Flatworms. (laughs) Flatworms, you know, what what have you. There's definitely a conversion there that Mm -hmm. that could possibly uh, require its own podcast. There's should, a lot to digest there, intrepid heroes. <laughs>
0: call that guy from Mad Bunny have him smash a coffee mug and tell us what the conversion is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from the, the Ultra Crepidarians?
1: Uh see uh just to pick your guys' brain, how like like this this movie came after Mars Attacks and came after um uh, Starship Troopers. Would you uh put it in that same genre? Like yeah. just the kind of tongue in cheek, a little bit of the a little bit of the uh, turning the uh, subverting the uh, sci-fi realm to not completely taking itself seriously.
0: Some of the tone I think mm-hmm. is similar, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious how much of it is mm-hmm. is like just because there are sci-fi films that sort of involve aliens mm-hmm. um, coming out around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like if it's that, or if it's if it's something deeper, mm-hmm. if it's I think, actual theme. I,
2: i think and stop me if i'm wrong tim i think you're kind of just it's the sci-fi comedy angle Mm -hmm. you know it's the disaster comedy Mm -hmm. you know i think that yeah if that's the criteria that that you're that you're highlighting yeah i think it falls right in line with those
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and you know if you're listening to this and you you sort of jam on those other movies this might be worth a watch. So, Though, yeah, that being if you, said, if you, if you jam on those other movies, you've probably seen Evolution.
1: Right. Or you should have. If you were or for you that. should have, exactly. Well, yeah, because exactly. yeah, it came out a few years after, so you might sure. again, I know, I know I didn't catch it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff we watched in the late 90s and early 2000s, again, we had these stores called Blockbuster. <laughs> <Yes>. Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster. Blockbuster. And, and it was lovely. <laughs> We that's, did. How I caught, that's how I caught a lot of my <laughs> early um, yep. uh, sci-fi and uh, monster movies. And watched some VHS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right.
0: Well, that's all for the old Crap Review. Thanks for listening. If you have any ideas for movie reviews uh, or, or ideas for the podcast, email us at 3, that is the number 3, men and a basement at gmail.com. Until then, I'm Colin McLeod. I'm Timothy Magic. Mark up. And, uh, we'll see you in cyberspace.
2: Peace.